This sermon is called The Enlightened Christian, and it is designed to set you free. It is designed to show you God's way to freedom. Many people come to church every Sunday, they get hyped, they feel the chain is off, but somehow between here and the house it re-snaps and they're right back where they started. They know God is able, they believe in God, they heard all the messages, but what is wrong? How is it that we can't keep the marriage together? together, that I can't be a successful single, that I have to be depressed and have to go to bed early so I don't have to think about how miserable my day has been? Why is it that I need a pill to get up in the morning, a pill to put me asleep at night? Why is it that after paying dollars to the psychologist, the psychiatrist, I'm still chained? In order to be free, or in order to be set free, you must know that you're a hostage. In order to break a chain, you must know you're in one. In order, in order to be free, you must rec recognize your slavery condition. God can only help for who know what's wrong. So what is wrong? Why are so many good people, you and me, hounded day in and day out with, we'll just call it mess. It comes in all different shapes and sizes, but it's just mess. You can interpret it in your own situation. It's a mess. In order to understand what's wrong, I want to call your attention to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. The nature of the problem. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. The nature of the problem. Paul says, but I'm afraid the serpent who deceived Eve by his craftiness deceives your minds and you are led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. Let me read that one more time. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3 says, but I am afraid the serpent who deceived Eve by his craftiness deceives your minds and you are led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. He is concerned that these Christians living in Corinth have been duped. How has the serpent deceived? It says, I am concerned that the serpent has coiled itself up around your mind. Now, 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 why is he concerned that the snake has gotten the mind? Because whoever owns the mind owns the feet. Many people try to fix the mess by addressing the mess, and the snake is wrapped around the mind. So, if you don't get him off of the mind, you're not addressing what's causing the mess. And it dawned on me, a lot of people are trying to change their circumstances, better their marriage, get out of their problem without fixing the mind. So we've got to get the snake off of the mind in order to fix his effect in the life. He says, like the serpent who deceived Eve. Now, now I want you to know, Eve lived thousands, thousands of years before Paul wrote this letter to the Corinthian church. He's, but... But he says, the same snake that deceived Eve is messing, is messing with you folk today. Now follow me. How does Satan do this? How does he do it? He tells Eve in Genesis 3, he spends five verses telling Eve why she don't have to pay attention to God. He tells her God is jealous. God is closing out on you. He tells her you don't have to do it his way. you your own boss. He, he messes with her mind. Satan's method of deception is to give you his thoughts in your mind until you adopt them as your thoughts. 
See, what Satan does is he pumps your mind with his ideas until you think they are your ideas because once they are your ideas, gotcha. He tells this lady, you don't need God. You can make it. You can be independent. Listen to me, girlfriend. Listen to me, girlfriend. And in verse 6, we read, and when the woman saw the tree was good for food, and when the woman saw it was desirable to make one wise, she ate. In other words, when his idea became her idea, she was now addicted. But it wasn't her idea to eat the tree. It was his idea to tell her why she needed to eat the tree. But she adapted the idea and it became her idea. Satan has deceived many of us today because he has told us his ideas for so long that we believe it is our idea. And so we say, I can't. I can't get over this habit. Whose idea is that? I can't save my marriage. Whose idea is that? I can't control my temper. Whose idea is that? You say, well, it's my idea because I know I can. It's only your idea by adoption, not by origination. God will never give you that idea. God will never give you an idea that you have to be an addict for the rest of your life. God will never give you the idea divorce is the only way out. God will never give you an idea that I have to go to bed depressed and pop pills for the rest of my life. God will never give you that idea. That you have to be defeated. God will never give you that idea. So if it's your idea, tell me, where did it originate? Once he takes his idea and makes it your idea, and that is what the Bible calls a stronghold. It's like a python wrapping itself around your mind and then stretching out so that you can't take it off. It's locked itself in the, it's locked itself in the gear. And the python says, I am not going anywhere. And because the python, the serpent, wraps himself around your mind and then stretches out because you can't get it off, you think it's you. When it's not you by origination, it's only you by adoption. You have adopted the idea that he hands you, but once he makes your idea, then you're not thinking about him anymore because it's you. Once he had her mind, he got to her emotions. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, a tree that she had already seen, by the way, and it was a delight to make one wise. Now, that's do with your feelings, delight. How I feel about something or someone. How many times have you said, I don't feel like I can make it. I don't feel like I can fix it. Or I don't feel like there's a way out. Or I don't feel like we can save this marriage. Or I don't feel like going on anymore. Or I don't feel like living. When the only reason you don't feel that is because you don't think that. The only reason you feel what you feel is because you think what you think. Because your feelings are always tied to your thoughts. But if the python has got your mind, he now has your emotions. And the problem is, emotions are hard to shake because what you feel is what you feel. It may be wrong, but you feel it. I feel like I got to get a shot on my arm. I feel like I got to cuss or I'm a bust. I feel like I got to get out of this relationship. Those feelings are real, but they are based on serpentine thoughts. It's the serpent that has locked, him, that has locked himself around your mind, has made you a hostage, has turned the thought into your thoughts so you feel there's no way to get out of it. And once you feel it, you'll do it. Because it says, once she felt it and delighted, she ate. Once Satan has caught himself up around your mind so that your emotions, which gave you the thought, 
that you have adopted as your own, then your feet execute what your emotions feel because your mind says, I can't help it. You know, if you come to me to help you with your problem, or I'll come to you, and I can't get that python out of there, I haven't helped you. Satan told David, the Bible says in 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 1, number the people, David. And David said, oh, why don't, why don't I number the people today? God had forbid him from numbering the people, like eating the fruit. But the Bible says, Satan whispered in his ear, David, David, number the people today. And when he did that, the Bible says, and God was hot with David because he had numbered the people against his will. And God slew thousands that day. The Bible says in John chapter 13, verse 2, the devil told Judas, why don't you go and tell them where Jesus is and get the, and get the money, 30 shekels of silver? And Judas says, Judas says, why don't I get up now and tell them where Jesus is and make me some fast money? See, Judas thought it was his thought, and it was his thought, but by adoption. But the Bible says, that Satan told Judas to do it. And Ananias and Sapphira said, why don't we hire some of the money that we said we were going to give the guard and keep it for ourselves? But the Bible says Satan told them to do it, but they thought they told them to do it. Why? Because he's the camouflage king. He don't want you to know it's him. Here's a good one. Here's a good one. People to Peter told Jesus, Jesus, you're not going to the cross. Jesus told Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. That's not you. That's not you talking, Peter. That ain't you. That's coming from you because you've adopted the thought of the enemy. Now, do you think Peter's there thinking, devil, tell me something that I can tell Jesus. Tell me something I can tell Jesus right now. No. He came in and disguised his thoughts because the very thing he tells you are the things he wants himself. He told Eve, you'll be like God. Now, what did he tell himself when he was an archangel? I want to be like the most high. He's telling you his thoughts because when his thoughts become your thoughts, we've got Siamese twins in the house. Satan says you can't help it. God says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How come the I can't help it wins? Because it is disguised as my thoughts. When we do with God's thoughts, what we do with Satan's thoughts, we do the I can't instead of the I can'ts. He turns the thought into a stronghold, he captivates your emotions, and he gets you to operate his way instead of God's way to fix the problem. The worst thing you can do in quicksand is to try to save yourself. Because the more you fight to save yourself, the quicker you're going under. There's only one way to get out of the quicksand, and that is somebody has to pull you out. And the Bible says Satan is the father of lies. Now you can't be a father unless you got kids. So if he's the father of lies, he got a lot of little children around here who's parenting his information. He got a mother and father telling the kid, you ain't never going to be nothing. Mm. You ain't never going to amount to nothing. You're no good, you're nothing. And because Satan has produced that in the parent, and the parent has produced that in the child, the child comes up believing the lie of the parent that was delivered by Satan, so they think, I'll never be anything. Anybody listening right now, or anybody here right now, ever been lied on by the devil? And it came through your parents or your friends? Because he's the father of lies. That means he got kids running around here. Let me ask you, what was the result 
of, the, of this deception. When he deceived Eve, what happened? Everything that Adam and Eve needed before they sinned, they had. When Adam, uh, when Adam woke up after God made him out of clay and breathed in him the breath of life and then made Eve, he didn't have to worry about where his food was coming from. When God made Adam, he didn't have to worry about where his wife was. He didn't have to worry about being alone. He didn't worry about insecurities, fear, self-esteem. He had none of those worries. Why? Because all of those were taken care of by God in advance. Everything was gifted by God, or to put it another way, God was his sufficiency. If he needed something, all he had to do was talk to God about it because God already covered the basis. Because God was his sufficiency. Once Satan duped them and God was no longer their sufficiency, they had to make it on their own. And a lot of us are trying to make it on our own and wonder why we're not making it because God is not our, uh, God is not our sufficiency. We're self-employed. We're self-employed. And what happened? But what happened when God became, or what happened when they became self-employed? Excuse me. Everything they had Everything they had, they lost. They had a relationship with God, but spiritually, when they became self-sufficient, they lost their relationship with God. They lost the ability to communicate with Him. They were not only affected spiritually, they were affected physically because before they were self-sufficient, they were healthy and they were going to live forever, forever. But the moment they became independent, sickness and death was the result. Before they were independent of God, they had a happy marriage, they were getting along, they were getting it on. Once they became self-sufficient and independent from God, guess what happened? They started fighting and the curse was, I'll put enmity between you and the woman. You're going to fight like cats and dogs. And you say, no, 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 no. You don't understand. We have different personalities. See, you had different personalities when you met. The problem is not different personalities. The problem is Satan has called himself around your mind and told you, can't we all get along? He has called himself and he has told you this can't work. And you bought it, adopted his thought as your thought so you can get the fulfillment of your thought that was really his thought so you can, so you can fulfill his will of you not having a happy family. He lied to you and you bought it. We're told in the scriptures, he says in verse 10, I heard your sound, God, in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. I was scared to death. And the first thing we say, God, why do you have me in fear? But fear does not come from God. God does not give us a spirit of fear. That didn't come from God. But the devil has been telling us so long that we believe, we adopt it, and then we blame it on God for it when he had nothing to do with it. Here's a good one. Psychologically, Psychology. I want to be a psychologist. <laughs> you know, psychology is the study of the soul. Your soul is your personality. It's made up of your, it's, it's made up of your mind, how you think, your, uh, your will, how you choose, your, your emotions, how you feel. Psychologist's job is to uncover why you are the way you are from your personality, what happened to them uh, uh, psychologically. They got depressed. The Bible says God had to ask Cain, how come you depressed today? They not only got depressed, they got confused. They didn't know which way to go. Before the fall, they could only make one mistake, eat the tree. 
Any other choice they made would have been a good one because there's only one thing they couldn't do, eat the tree. So they can only make one bad decision. Now, wouldn't your life, wouldn't your life be nice if you could only make one bad decision? Anybody in here or anybody listening on their thousandth bad decision? But the moment they ate of the tree and became self-sufficient, now they have to deal with good and evil. They have to make an evaluation of everything they face. In other words, life got confusing. I don't know whether I should go left or right. I don't know if I should work here or there. I don't know if I should marry him or her. I don't know what to do. Life got confusing because Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11, I'm afraid Satan has taken you away from the simplicity of following Christ. Life is a lot simpler when God's in charge. Jesus says, I've come to destroy all the works of the devil. I've come to put him out of business in your life. God set a purchase plan to purchase you out of your problem. Some of us listening right now, some of us here today, we're like hamsters. A hamster looks outside that glass and sees freedom. And guess what the hamster does? It gets on the wheel. That hamster sees freedom. There's freedom out there. Let me run to it. Hamster looks. It's not getting anywhere. So what it thinks is, let me run faster. I'm still not getting anywhere. Let me sprint. And an hour later, it's still in the same spot. You've been trying to break that habit of yours, but 10 years later, you're still in the same spot. You made a New Year's resolution that said, I'm going to quit this. I'm not going to do this anymore. And after one week, you're still in the same spot. You're going, on, you, you're going on a vacation to save your marriage and your broker, and you're still in the same spot. Why? Because you used the wrong method. You thought by your human effort of running, your human effort of vacationing, your human playing of the power of positive thinking, you thought if I can do this long enough, I will be free, and you discovered yourself, you are a slave. The only way for a hamster to find freedom is its owner has got to reach inside of the cage and lift it out of there. Somebody bigger than the hamster has got to take over. Until Jesus Christ gets inside and takes control of your life, you are not going very far. You can try, you can run, you can play, but until Jesus Christ takes control of the wheel, you're not going anywhere. He drives your life from the inside, not from you pushing him and pulling him from the outside. Hallelujah. God bless you. I pray this bless somebody. God bless you. Pastor Hamill signing off.